Welcome. I am Aaron Giesbrecht, head QB trainer and owner of Big Air Academy, located in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And you are tuned in to my podcast called Talking QBs with Coach Gies, a podcast dedicated to the Canadian quarterback and offensive football. And today, on my 18th episode, we're showing some Husky pride with offensive lineman Dayton Black, defensive back Charlie Ringland from the University of Saskatchewan. How's it going, gentlemen? It's going pretty good. Uh, we're happy to be here and talk some football. Yeah, thanks for having us. Excellent. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, Charlie, I was fortunate I met you in 2015. I was coaching JV football at Oak Park, and uh, you were on our team, a pretty pretty dynamic weapon. But, uh, you know, that's when we first crossed paths. Um, can you take my audience kind of through your background growing up and, and kind of just your journey to where you're at now? Yeah, so I grew up uh, in Winnipeg basically my, my whole life, me and my mom, and uh, she always she always wanted to put me in all the sports, you know, get you outside, get you out of the house, doing all these pe- things, meeting new people and stuff, and I really, uh, I played football a lot when I was young, football, hockey were kind of my things when I was younger, and then uh, I took a little break from football for a bit after uh after Bantam, I stopped playing football for a while, and I just right. started playing some high-level hockey for a few years. You know, that was my passion at the time. I had, I don't regret anything about that. It was a blast. Um, yeah, so I did that until high school, grade 9. I was, like, hesitant on coming back to football. You know, all my buddies were doing it, and mm-hmm. I was still playing hockey at the time, so I kind of I didn't really have time for both, so I had to pick. And I at that time, I picked hockey. I played one more year of uh, AAA hockey in Winnipeg, and then – grade 10 rolled around and I was kind of leaning towards football again you know all my buddies played last year I felt like I missed out on everything missed a full year and they they just loved it so I was like all right I'll give it a shot what what do you got to lose really so I played JV in grade 10 at Oak Park and then I I stopped playing the AAA hockey there and I just played high school which was a blast as well so everything worked out pretty good in the end after after it was all said and done and then you transferred from Oak Park, you went to U of S. What's, uh, what's that experience been like so far there? It's been awesome. It's, uh, you know, you never really think you're going to go to Saskatchewan or Saskatoon and have a, have a blast out there. But I mean, I couldn't, couldn't imagine myself anywhere else right now. You know, it's far enough from home where you get to live on your own and do your own things, but like still close enough where you're feeling homesick and you can make a trek back one day, go home for a weekend type thing. It's been awesome out here or it wouldn't change things. Oh, that's great. I love I love how you touch on that because that, that is cool yeah. that you're you kind of far enough away to be on your own and be a man, but you can still go yeah, home 100%. if you need to, right, and see your family. So yeah, that's exactly. great. Uh, Dayton, so, I mean, I remember hearing about you. I, I think Coach Cullen actually was talking to me about you like when you were first coming into high school, but uh, I really remember when you were kind of in your grade 11 year hearing a lot about you, people telling me, hey, this guy in Brandon is like your doppelganger. He's like, you know, 20 years ago, you're the same dude. And, uh, you know, I got to, uh, I got to work with you at top prospects. You, uh, you were the MVP of the camp. Uh, you were part of my first ever big air quarterback camp. Um, you know, so that's been, that's been pretty cool. That's kind of how I know you and have a relationship with you. Um, how about you tell my audience the same kind of thing, your background in growing up and, you know, getting to the U of S. So I've played more than just football ever since I can remember. I've, been a multi-sport athlete my entire life with football all the way from volleyball basketball and baseball like charlie said my parents the same thing they wanted me to get out of the house be as active as i can create all these relationships and i really feel 
playing all those sports younger has led me to where we are here now today. Mm-hmm. So from that, I, from being from rural Manitoba there in the West, West Bend area, mm-hmm. there's not much competitive high-level football or any other sports, I guess, besides hockey. So um, my parents played a huge role. They, they put me through everything, like running year camps, mm-hmm. or even when I was younger, we traveled to play competitive fall football and portage to play in the Winnipeg League and stuff like that because back home we we didn't have anything like that so mm-hmm. though my parents there we wouldn't have met or been at UVS today so right. big props to them for doing that but um yeah and then like you said I basically took a lot into football as soon as I could remember we've been traveling for camps as long as I can it's really the one thing that I knew I wanted to do as long as I could so and then once I got to high school right I started playing more competitive football more quarterback and then eventually led me to meeting you at your camp and then eventually getting recruited to come play football at U of S. You know what I love with both you uh, kind of giving credit back to your parents and you know a lot of that you know all of us myself included right like you need your parents to kind of give you that push as a kid and support you and take you to all the events and travel and all that kind of stuff. So I really like that, you know, you guys are grateful for that. Back at it for the second quarter with Coach Gies, Dayton Black, and Charlie Ringland. So Dayton, uh, you had a huge senior year in high school, broke a bunch of records. Uh, again, I, I talked earlier, you played for Coach Rob Cullen. I had a relationship with Coach. Uh, you know, he uh, he was the head coach of the provincial team for two seasons, two or three years. I can't remember exactly, but uh, I was able to coach alongside of him, be in the OC, the QB coach with him, and really liked working with him. He's an awesome guy and, and a really good football coach. So um, I'm interested in, you know, your football story in terms of being at Neyland High School. You know, take me through that time and, and what you remember about that. With Neyland, I... I couldn't be happier with my choice to go to that high school. It was the best fit for me at the time, and it had arguably the best high school coach you could find in rural Westman and maybe even Winnipeg at the time. Um, I do owe most of my football uh, knowledge and skill to Coach Cullen. He, he just helped me get over the barrier from being all right an all right football player to being able to, like you mentioned, break all those records in my grade 12 season. And without him, it would have, I don't think it would have turned out how it did. So I do old props to him, but, um, Neilan was a great time. I played football four years, started varsity at quarterback since I was in grade nine till grade 12. Wow. So I just think with that experience from there, it helped me lead myself to that grade 12 season I had. And, and Charlie, again, I talked earlier about us meeting in 2015. Uh, I was able to coach you that your grade 10 year at JD. Now, I remember a, a lot of things about you really positive. Uh, first of all, you were like the Swiss Army knife. Like we could put you everywhere. And, and, you know, number one, you were a great athlete. But number two, you were super smart and you understood what we were doing. And I have a very complex way of doing things sometimes. I'm sure you can recall some play names oh, yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, 
but you you knew what was going on and, and you were awesome uh you know along with that you you played quarterback for us kind of more so you you split time a little bit with uh eric dupont who was a fullback it was kind of an interesting combination we had actually um but uh but it worked right he was kind of more of the pocket guy and yeah. you were kind of more of the the runaround guy and uh, that was the first year that I ever kind of sampled a running triple option and from the shotgun. And, man, like me and Coach Jay Hucklock always talk about, like, how just natural you were at making the read and the pitch because there's some guys I work with now and they just can't do it. Like, And you were just so natural. And I felt like we almost didn't even really coach you to do it. We were just like, hey, this is what you're doing. And you just figured it out. So I, I definitely remember that. I also remember we were able to go, like, no huddle in games and go fast and we uh, our our year was kind of weird because I don't I can't remember our record, but we weren't very good early on. And I remember wow. midway through the season, we had like kind of a make or break game against Sisler, and yeah. we kind of we kind of you know I don't know we kind of set them up and had a bunch of plays ready for them, and we ended up beating them and shocking them, and it, it was a huge yeah. game. Uh, I remember uh, one series of plays we had. We called it uh, I don't know if you remember this. We called it the Queen Formation. And basically, yeah. you would call go, and then you'd motion out as the receiver. And uh, Dupont would step up from the pistol look and take the snap. And yeah. then he, if they didn't go with you, he'd throw you the screen. Yeah, so we, we had a little series of plays. I, yeah. I really, that was that was an awesome time, man. Honestly, probably that season. And I also coached in 2012 at Vincent Massey on the JV team. The, yeah. Those two seasons were by far my favorite time. Um, yeah. You know, going into your high school career at Oak Park, I'm I'm an Oak Park guy as well. Uh, I'd like to hear about the career that you had there. Take me through those years. Uh, so, yeah, like I said earlier, I started grade 10. I hadn't played football in a, a few years, so I was a little rusty. But I just kind of came in and just all the guys were there. And got put a quarterback. Don't know how, but, you know, when it worked out. So, yeah, I played quarterback in grade 10. And then... Uh, we went on that season. We lost in the finals. Yeah, in grade ten or heartbreaker, but it was. no, it was that was a super fun year. That was probably one of my my favorite years playing football at Oak Park. It was grade ten JV. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome team, awesome staff. You know, we we all had fun. Every every game was a blast there, so it was good. Yeah. Um, grade eleven, we had a we had a pretty solid team going into the season. We had a great camp, great first couple of games, and then I uh, hurt my knee there, and then. Third, third or fourth game of the season kind of took me out for the rest of the year with a torn ACL, which uh, was a pretty big bummer. So I miss, missed all of grade 11, basically. We were doing, I was doing really good in grade 11, too. I was having, having thrown the ball well, run the ball well, but, you know, things happen. Yeah. Um, and grade 12 was kind of kind of all over the place. It seemed like every week was a new, some new issue was coming up. But, you know, it was all the guys. It was all our last years. Lots of the guys that I played with, you know, they didn't, they weren't going on to play football again after university or after high school. So right. it was fun being with those guys for like the last couple, last couple of games, of their careers and stuff. And we would, we, we struggled that year. We struggled actually most of that year. And then we ended up dropping to that uh, second division for the playoffs. And right. we went on a run there to end up winning that uh, bowl game. Right. So and it was good. It was good to end off season in the win. You know, you always like to win your last game, especially in grade 12. So it was a tough way to do it, but you know, we made the best of our opportunities, so it was a good time. Absolutely. And how, how about uh, playing for Coach Nixon? What do you like about What do you like about working with him? <laughs> he was good. He was odd. He was he's an odd duck. Definitely. Yeah. You meet him for the first time, you'll think he's a weird dude. But I mean, you couldn't ask for a better coach. I mean, he got me got me into the game in grade ten, and then 
he he was always like he really cared about everyone like he wasn't right. just there to coach like he was a great guy mm-hmm. cared about your like personal stuff like everything you're going through um but yeah he i think it was in grade 11 he was getting a hip surgery got a hip replacement yeah. first hip replacement in grade 11 you know he's hobbling out there in his wheelchair and stuff and his walker every day just grinding away like i don't know how he did it but he was out there for a long time until he uh until he got that replacement and then he ended up getting the second hip replacement done like the year after right but uh yeah i know he was awesome i mean he he knew like he knew so much about the game and like he had a great coaching staff up there for grade 11 there mm-hmm. and yeah he just he made it fun like he, he really kept the game fun for everyone and you know he knew when he had to like crack down and make some serious decisions and stuff but for the most part you know he knew everyone wants to have fun he wants to have fun and you know we just had a good time doing it right it makes the atmosphere light and people enjoy their time there yeah. right so that's great. Yeah. You know, and speaking back about your knee injury there, I, I used to work with your mom and I remember uh, when you were kind of going through that time and kind of talking to your mom a little bit because you were going through yeah. the rehab part, you're missing football, you missed hockey, just that grind of it, you know, can you speak a little bit about just the perseverance there to kind of overcome that as a young man? I think that would be probably pretty difficult. Yeah, you know, it was, it definitely wasn't easy. Like, uh, when it first happened, they had told me, like, it wasn't a serious injury. Like, I should be out two or three weeks. I should be back in time for the end of the season and hockey and all that. And then ended up being torn ACL and I had to get surgery and stuff. So, basically, my whole grade 11 year was kind of gone. Didn't play any sports. Didn't really do a whole lot of anything. I kind of just hung out around the house. And, you know, it was it was tough. But, yeah, I mean, I my grandparents... I hung out with them a lot during that, and they. My grandpa had, has had some pretty severe injuries too, and he, you know, he helped me get through all this stuff. And just, you know, there's always there's always gonna be light at the end of the tunnel type thing. So it was good. It all worked out. It, it was a crappy year for me, obviously, but I mean, I couldn't. There's nothing you can do about it at that point. You just right. kind of gotta or deal with the hand you're dealt or whatever, and yeah. just, just keep going. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, guys, how about uh, you know? the recruiting process so you guys both obviously are at the u of s now but i know you were both kind of highly sought after there was you know some different schools and and whatnot what was the process like in the recruiting like going through that what kind of schools were you interested in how did you make the decision to pick the u of s my recruiting process i i had a great time i was i was recruited by a lot of mostly all can west was looking at me offering me and then some of out east and even down south too i had some opportunities to go down there but um i enjoyed the recruiting process everything about it going on the trips seeing how um how different university football was compared to what we've known like high school and amateur football it's just it's a whole different game and it's it was a great experience but with regards to choosing you the best Mm -hmm. um after coming here on my visit with Scott and meeting the coaches and going through all that process, it was it would have been hard to say no with seeing the coaching staff we have on here. Like we have Scott, arguably the best offensive lineman to ever play in the CFL, yeah. great cup champion. Like I forget what it was. There's like six of our coaches are all great cup champions. Like it's it's hard to turn that down, right? When they have so much knowledge and experience it's just bound to turn out well well i like the outlook on that how about you charlie what was your recruiting process like uh it was fun i mean it was i never really at the beginning of grade 12 i didn't really know if i was gonna 
be playing a lot that year and all that. But then I had a pretty good year and then phone started ringing and it was, it was really cool. Like, you know, you get all these coaches calling you and texting you. And like, I just remember me and my, I had another buddy from high school that was getting recruited as well. And like, I remember when we first both got like our first like offers and like first text from coach, like it's, it's ecstatic. Like you just walk around your mm-hmm. high school hallways and all of a sudden, whoa, like this coach is calling me. He wants to give me to come play there. And it's, right. it's awesome. Like, yeah, going, like Dan said, going on the trips, just meeting all these different people and seeing how university football really is. And like, just seeing the guys and meeting all these coaches. It's awesome. Like I, I highly suggest like everyone like maximize your opportunity of recruiting. Like, I really think it's one of the most fun, fun times in your like high school career. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I had offered, like, I had a couple of Canada West and then, like, out East a little bit and a little bit of the Ontario teams, but it's kind of, I didn't want to go too far from home. Like, I, I like being close to my family and my, I got a little brother too. So I like, I like being around home so they can come out and see me play and stuff like that. Like, it, uh, just the, the way the dev chart was working out. And I think that was the best. I wanted to play, like, I didn't want to be sitting around for a long time waiting to play. Like, I really wanted to get on that field and, play with all these guys and get out there as fast as I could. And I think U of S gave me the best opportunity to do that. And especially like Dan said too, meeting these coaches and this program, it's the whole city gets behind the, the Huskies. Back at it for the third quarter with Charlie Ringland and Dayton Black. So guys, uh, you know, you guys made the decision to go to the U of S. Um, I'm interested in kind of that first year, the transition to a new life, being on campus, balancing school and football and, you know, living in the dorms and all that kind of stuff that goes on, the crazy life of that. Um, you know, for myself, I remember when I got to the U of M uh, in 2000, obviously I, I, I'm from Winnipeg, so I was just commuting to school. Uh, I wasn't living on campus or anything, but I did find just the balance very difficult as a young man. I didn't think that I was really mature enough or ready for it. Uh, obviously you guys have been through that and, and kind of persevered from that. So again, I'm interested in that experience. Once you get here, when you move out, of, you move like away from home for the first time and you get, you got to go to university, which is a whole nother story compared to high school classes. And that in itself was like a pretty hard adjustment, just like in the classroom. But then when you get to living on your own, like you're waking up, like no one's making you breakfast. No one's making you dinner. Like mm-hmm. you got to wake up and you got to go get groceries and all that stuff. You never really yeah. think about as a 18 year old kid moving out of home for the first time, but it, it's, it's tough, but it, you know, you get, you adjust to it pretty quick because you don't really have any other option at that point. Like you got to get your stuff done. Um, yeah. Like my first year classes, you know, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. I mean, got I got, I did what I needed to do basically, you know, I, you learn pretty quick how to accelerate in your classes as well as you can and all that stuff. So it was fun. We lived in the dorms. Me and Dane lived together for our first year. And, you know, it's a blast. You just, you know, you wake up and you're just with the guys all the time. And outside of school and football, like for first semester during the season, you really don't have a lot of time to do anything else other than you're go to class all day. And then you're at football from four till nine every day and then film on the weekends and stuff like that. So outside of school and school and football, you don't have a lot to do uh, during the season, which is, it's kind of nice. You know, you get your priorities straight, but uh, yeah, no, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's great, great transition. You know, it wasn't too hard. We had a lot of, we had some academic coaches and tutors on our team too, that help you a lot when you, when you're struggling classes, you know, they're really easy to easily, easily accessible and stuff like that. And they're really nice guys. Like I had a couple in my first year and they're, 
they make it easy. They make life simple for you and they don't try and, you know, overwhelm you with stuff. It's, it's, it was good. It's been good. That's excellent. I wish they had that back when I was in school. I could have used somebody yeah. to help me out and make sure I went to class and did the work. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Dayton, how about you? What was that? Uh, what was that first year like for you? Like Charlie said, it was it was definitely challenging. It wasn't the easiest time, but it was definitely nice that we went through it. Um, I think one of the nicest, the best part about it was that we came in knowing each other already, so yeah. we weren't moving to a new school, a new city, even a new province, I guess, right. without knowing anybody. And luckily, we ended up living together, and I think that made it a lot easier because it's well, you're not meeting somebody for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we had a relationship before this, and yeah, and like school-wise, it it's a it's a big jump from high school, that's for sure. But like Charlie said, there our football team gives us as much support as we need, so they try to make it as easiest easiest on us as possible. Well, well, we still have to put in the work, so right. that's the nice that's why I think most of us are able to play football and still take so many classes and try to obtain our degrees. But yeah, other than that, I don't think there's been much else challenging besides actually having to be an adult finally and do yeah. everything on your own. You don't have mom here anymore. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a big, a big adjustment. That's for sure. Right. And you know, Charlie already kind of talked about it. He touched on it earlier, but Dayton, what was the, uh, you know, at, just being in Saskatchewan, right? There's a different culture there. It's sort of like football in the States, you know, really kind of condensed into that one province. And there's just a different feel. Anytime I've traveled there to play, there's just a different feel about being there. It's serious. Everybody cares. Everybody knows who you are. Um, what did you, what do you feel about like that first experience, just kind of getting used to that? It's, uh, it's very overwhelming, honestly. Um, uh, me and Charlie were both lucky. We both were able to dress and play in our first year. And uh, I remember our very first homecoming game. And it was like, I believe it was the Support the Troops game. And it was like 10,000 fans in that little stadium. There was a flyover. It was, wow. and then it's like, wow, you realize like they're here for us. And like they're watching 50 guys play. Yeah. And like, it's surreal. Like you don't ever, like come from, brand and stuff you don't see stuff like that like i think the most i ever had at a football game was like 100 people right, right? And, and half of them are related to you so it's like <laughs> when you come here it's, it's different it's, yeah it's it's quite surreal it's, it's the whole city even most of the province here right behind us so yeah. it's nice to know that you're not alone when you move here there's no matter what they got your back so right pretty sweet yeah that's awesome i remember seeing you guys at a rifle game we were getting pumped and i'm running out at halftime i'm running out in the third quarter i see you two standing there i'm like i hope you guys want to dress because we could use you right now (laughs) um charlie when you were in high school you like i said before you played a lot of positions uh you know all over the place uh you made a decision to play defensive back i personally think you probably could have been a receiver as well at at, uh, the u of s but uh what made you decide to play db uh it was kind of thrilled through the recruiting process you know coaches are always asked like what what position you see yourself playing and i just felt like i quarterback just wasn't it wasn't my thing like i wasn't it just i just wasn't natural at it but i felt like i was pretty athletic person coming out of high school and i felt like db might be the place where I'd best fit in and, you know, get on the field 
So I, that's what that's what the U of S Huskies wanted me to play when I came here, and I was I can I wouldn't not gonna disagree. You're gonna no. get me to come to your school and play. I mean, I'll I'll do whatever you need me to do, basically. So right. yeah, I was kind of there. they just that's where they wanted me, and I had I had no problem with it at all. Did you have like a hard time adjusting to you know being a full time DB your first year? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily being like a DB. Like I didn't mind that at all. Like I love playing that position. It's more like when you get out there, the speed. Yeah. These guys coming out, like, especially transitioning from high school, like, the speed and size and strength of these guys is, like, nothing you've ever seen, basically, yeah. in your high school career. So, you're coming out 18-year-old, you're just playing, like, 16, 17-year-olds away, maybe, like, 170, but you're, now you're out here, these fast dudes, like, 220 pounds, just running full speed at you, and it's, like, it's a lot to, a lot to handle, but, like, you kind of just get thrown into the deep end, you got to got it figured out so it didn't take too long but it was definitely definitely tough to adjust for the first time and Dayton you made the you were a quarterback in high school and you know me and you uh, were oversized QBs right and uh unfortunately I didn't really have anybody that you know kind of informed me as a young player or maybe I was just not hearing it I don't know but uh Mm -hmm. I wish somebody would have communicated with me and been like hey man like you know, you could play on the line in the CFL and have a career and play for a long time and probably make some good cash because Canadian linemen make some good cash. And it was just never brought up to me in kind of a positive way. It was always like, you're too big to play quarterback. You should be in lineman. So it was a negative thing. And I took it on as a negative thing. Um, and, mm-hmm. and as good as I was of a quarterback, I definitely feel like if I would have played offensive line, I probably would have played in the league. But, uh, you know, for you making that transition, you go from quarterback to defensive line and now you're playing offensive line, you know, what kind of, what led to that? And, uh, you know, how do you feel about it now? Ever since like I was in high school, uh, coach Colin, he, he was always 100% real with me. He told me you will be able to play quarterback if you want, but if there's anything, if you want to go to the next level after university, you're going to have to switch other positions just because there's, there's so many other guys coming up, like even from the States, right, where mm-hmm. they can practice playing quarterback year-round and we're, yeah. we're stuck in five feet of snow, right? right. So, um, no, but I I couldn't be more pleased with my decision to switch to offensive line. I, I fully believe that I, with continuing to put in the work, I would have the chance to play in the next level, CFL. Um so yeah, no the the transition actually hasn't been too bad. It's with playing quarterback, it's pretty easy switching because I'm still offense and I already I know most of like I can read defenses still and mm-hmm. so with that that helps. But like the biggest adjustment has just been uh, physically trying to get stronger and bigger right. to play with these grown men, like Charlie said, right? Yeah. Because I was coming in as a high school quarterback, not prepared to play on the offensive defensive line. So that's probably been my biggest struggle so far. Yeah. And that's kind of what I always thought. Like when I, when I, cause there was a few times where I did think about making a switch and I always just thought just kind of like, I'm not used to smashing heads. Like it just wasn't how I played football. Right. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, maybe not feeling like super confident that I would just be able to do that. I I wish I would have felt differently because I'm sure I could have done it well, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm sure that was a definite adjustment for you. Um, you know, kind of connecting both me and you being those big quarterbacks, you making the switch, me not. I remember going to the Bisons. It's my first ever uh, 
First ever workout with the Bisons. And back in the day, you didn't have to sign a letter of intent to go attend like winter workouts. You could go train with the team. So they, they would bring in all the local recruits. So I remember I'm going in for this first for this first workout. I have to go in to check in at Coach Doby's office. I go down there. One of the offensive linemen's in there, this guy, John Ramu, who was like a 28-year-old dude. He had played five years of junior, <laughs> five years of university. Um Anyway, so he sees me, right? And he's like, oh, man, I'll take you to the meeting or whatever. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I just follow along with this dude. I go in to get into this room, and it's all the O-linemen, right? And I'm like, I'm looking around, and I'm kind of like, uh, is this the O-linemen meeting? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm a quarterback. And they just started laughing at me, right? And uh, so it turns out there was a – I guess they, they ended up telling uh, Coach Doby about it. They had a laugh about it. There was an article that came out about me a couple weeks later and uh and coach Doby told that story so my parents have it somewhere somewhere stocked away of a funny story of, of uh me kind of the old lineman thinking that I, I was one of them i should have been one of them but uh yeah good times back at it for the fourth quarter with coach geese charlie ringland and dayton black so guys, obviously we, you know, we're all on pause. The COVID pandemic hit us in 2020. Uh, here locally, I wasn't able to to coach any real football. I was able to to run some of my camps, which was awesome, and stay busy with that. But uh, obviously, you know, it was different for you guys. Were you able to get on the field at all and and get any real practice this uh, or in 2020 in the fall? Uh, yeah, actually, we we had a pretty intense uh, fall camp, whatever you would want to call it right now, like. We weren't, we didn't start a month early or whatever, like we usually do just because of COVID and stuff. But we were, by the time we got going, we were running basically full team practices three to four times a week. And then plus we were still working out four times a week. Plus we had our mandatory uh, rehab sessions like yoga and such. And we probably ran that till the, right around reading week, so mid-November. So so we got a month and a half, two months of good actual team full practices in. And, Charlie, you stayed home this fall. You uh, rehabbing from a shoulder surgery? Yeah, I had uh, I hurt my shoulder last, like last year now, and I, just, I was going to wait and just get the operation done after the upcoming season. But once COVID kind of shut down the season, I decided it was probably better for me just to get it done. And then uh, be all good to go for January. So I got that uh, my shoulder operated on in the summer, and then because uh, of that, I couldn't practice mm-hmm. uh, during the fall. So I just I stayed home and did my rehab uh, with my physiotherapist at home and stuff. But uh, I came out I came out for a weekend to watch the boys practice and stuff, and it was it was a blast. You know, they were going hard out there. It was, it was good to watch. Oh, it's excellent. And in terms of you know, you speak on your training and you know rehabbing that kind of stuff. Uh, Dayton, what are you uh, working specifically on right now in terms of uh, your training and maybe you know offensive line specific stuff? Well, literally, um, so I find because I come from playing many sports and quarterback, I have I have a good amount of athleticism to play offensive line. Yeah. I find so I'm not. I feel like I'm not to toot my own horn, but one of the top most athleticism slash fastest offensive linemen we have on the team. Mm-hmm. So mainly I've been working on just getting stronger and as strong as I can because it's it's a man's game now. It's like 
I'm playing against 24 year olds that have been working out constantly for like six years. Right. So right. I've just been working on trying, working out six days a week, like just getting stronger. And that's about it. Right. And in terms of that training, is that like a lot of uh, power lifting and that, those kind of exercises or anything, anything kind of specific to the O line you work on? Well, not so much. We have, we have our head trainer, Joel, and he creates a lift for everybody. So we run that three times a week right now just because of COVID. And then uh, a group of us, we'll go to the gym every other day. We don't work out as a team and right. just put in and have an extra work trying to get stronger and stuff. Oh, that's great. And how about you, Charlie? What uh, what are you working on in the gym and, and maybe for the defensive back side of it? Pretty much, you know, a lot of guys are kind of doing the same thing. Like everyone wants to get bigger, faster, stronger every mm -hmm. offseason. And, yeah, I like Dane said, our, our head trainer here, Joel Pinsky, gives us a great program. You know, guys are putting up big numbers every week. And, yeah, like for me personally, I'm just trying to get faster and stronger at the, at the moment. I feel like those are the two things I really need to, like, to get to the next level. Like I want to be faster. I want to be stronger. Like I want to be able to be more physical in the box and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's mostly, yeah, speed. We, do, we run two or three times a week with our trainer and stuff out on our mm -hmm. field, which has been great. And then get in the gym and just try and push as much weight as we can. You know, guys, there's a lot of talk right now, and it's crappy talk. It's, you know, CFL season, you know, who knows what's going to happen. You know, potentially an XFL merger. I really hope that doesn't happen. Um, I know that both of you, you know, probably want to play pro and, you know, probably will have an opportunity once we get back on the field to be able to do that, I feel. Um, are you worried about the future of, you know, the CFL you know, maybe the Canadian ratio and, and maybe the opportunities maybe not the same as, as what they currently have been? Yeah, I mean, when I first heard about it, I didn't really know what to think. I don't I don't really know a whole lot of information about it. I mean, at this point, I was being just 21-year-old guys. Like, there's really not a lot we can do about it personally. Right. So we just got to kind of keep our head down and put in the work and hopefully we still get that opportunity. As long as CFL still like, has... Canadians in it. I yeah. think it's like a really big thing for the CFL is to have that Canadian, absolutely, like rep the Canadians representing out there. So I yes. think as long as we can still keep Canadians a game, like whatever happens, happens. I mean, it's kind of out of our control, but for just sure. got to put our heads down and get to work so we can get out there. Oh. How, how do you feel about it, Dayton? I didn't know what to think either when I first heard about it. Um, just because I haven't been paying attention much with it, because like Charlie said, there's not really much we can do about it, and right. We just got to play the hand we've been dealt. So, but like I do think we need to keep Canadians in the game. But I don't, I don't want to. If I do have the chance to make the league, made make it be a default sort of because they have to keep a certain amount of Canadians in the game, right? I wanna, I wanna be able to make it because I'm good enough and I can actually play with whoever is on the field. So, right. yeah, I don't really have a an opinion on it right now and like charlie said we just gotta keep putting in the work to hopefully one day have that chance that's fair and, and i really like that you kind of touched on that because i think that the canadian talent is is as good as the american talent or especially for our game right like you've grown up playing the canadian game you're right there's a certain style of athletes a little bit different than the american athlete per position just based upon how the game's played and I think that you guys are elite athletes and you deserve that opportunity. And I think that, you know, there, I think the Canadian ratio just helps protect the fact that Canadians are going to be on rosters because sometimes, you know, they're heavily run by American coaches and American GMs and that kind of stuff. And, 
you know, that kind of, they may feel that the caliber of athlete is a little bit better down South, but, uh, but I'm in disagreement with that. I feel like at the top of the food chain where you guys are at, you're as good or better than, than some of the guys that are coming up. So I really hope that you get those opportunities in the future. I'd love to see you both play in the league. How about your education, guys? So what are you taking in school? What kind of career choices, paths are you looking at? Uh, so right now, I'm just in I'm in an arts and science program here at U of S. I'm getting my uh, I'll get my degree in the next couple of years here. And if I don't like if I don't end up playing in CFL, like my I might want to be a firefighter, I can go to uh, Brandon Fire College when I'm done here and sure. get that done. It's uh it's been in the family for a while. You know, my grandpa was retired as a firefighter and my uncle's a firefighter right now and Ever since growing up, it's always something I've I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of I'm getting my degree while I'm here. It's paid for. It's so like you gotta make the most of your opportunities. So I'm gonna do that while I'm here, and then uh, once I'm done that, I'm gonna hopefully have a career in CFL. And then if that doesn't work out, I'll be uh, be a firefighter. Oh, that's awesome! I love I love it. Yeah. How about you, Dayton? I'm I'm just in the arts and science program right now, but I'm hopefully next year going to be transferring into the College of Engineering. Okay. Where I'll be studying civil and structural engineer and hopefully uh, have my career in the CFL mm-hmm. if I do have the chance. But yes, I that would be the plan is to be a civil engineer eventually one day. And like Charlie said, again, that it's paid for, so you might as well make most of it right now. Yeah, no, I love that. So we're getting towards the end here, Charlie. I'm interested in some of the better QBs that you faced in the Canada West. Can you speak on that? Yeah, in my let's see, my first year, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there in the Canada West. I mean, he played. It was um, Michael O'Connor, yeah. I believe, was the UBC Thunderbirds quarterback. He got drafted yeah. CFL. He was good. He had some good weapons round two, and then uh, University of Calgary Dinos quarterback Adam Snagra. He was good. He, I'm not sure if it was like he. He was a great quarterback, and like he, they had some elite weapons around him too, which made him that more, that more lethal on the field. Right. So I think those two are probably the top two that I've faced out on the field in Canada West. Oh, that's fair. And, and yeah. Dayton, with uh, with you switching to play O line, right? You took a red shirt year. Yeah, I know you've got some really studly defensive line on your team. Can you speak on you know going up against some of those guys on the daily? We. Uh, we arguably have some of the best defensive linemen in the Can West right now, like, and it's I couldn't be more excited because like I get to go up against them in practice every single day, right? So, and you couldn't ask for more going against the best, some of the best defensive linemen in the league, right? Right. So, in return, and that hopefully will just make me that much better. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Um, okay, guys, who is your favorite player of all time and why? Oh man. Uh, there's a lot of them out there, you know. As a kid, you know, you got like your Milt Steagles, your CFL guys, and yep. then kind of yeah. growing up, like when I got to high school, I was a big, I was quarterback in high school, kind of dual threat type quarterback, and you know, Marcus Mariota was the guy we modeled our offense after yeah. a lot in high school, and I know he was probably one of my favorite favorite guys at the time growing up. You know, super exciting to watch. Sucks that his NFL career hasn't panned out quite as people had thought, but I mean, yeah. he was definitely my favorite player throughout high school. Loved watching him. No, he's a very good player. I think that the yeah. opportunity in the NFL, I think almost his personality works against him because he's not a very yeah. kind of like bold guy. I think yeah, his, I think his, ab- yeah. I think his ability is on par with like elite quarterbacks. Yeah. It's just maybe how he carries himself, how he is. But in yeah. college, he was amazing, right? Yeah. Um. How How about you, Dayton? Who's your favorite player of all time? Like I've I've 
played quarterback my whole life, so it's obviously uh, pretty easy to pick quarterback. So I've always tried to model my quarterback playing around like Aaron Rodgers. He's been my favorite guy since I remember watching football. But just the way he can throw the deep ball with no hesitation and just everything about him is just an elite status. Yeah, well, how could you not like Aaron Rodgers, right? There's, the guy does like everything right. Okay, guys. Well, unfortunately, that ends the podcast. We're at, we're at the end here. So it's been an awesome time talking with you guys. I appreciate being able to catch up and have you on. I uh, hope you enjoyed your time. Yeah, it was a blast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, it was a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon. So thank you again. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys. And you guys take care.